Thanks for tuning into the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hi, everyone. What's up? We got another week of Fantasy Football Recap Week 10, and this is an exciting one. There's a lot to go over. I got a fantastic guest that I'm very excited to talk about. Really interesting week uh, in the league, but I'm really excited because we finally have our first trade of the season, and it's involving yours truly. We're going to go over that trade quickly, how it came to be, and my thoughts on it. Um, Basically, I'll start off with how it came to be. So, I've been talking about to Ryan Christensen for a couple of weeks now about a trade possibly because he's been short on wide receivers after a big injury to Mike Mike Williams and his wide receivers have not been producing. I have a multitude of wide receivers and what I needed was a quarterback right now because Lawrence is on a bye week and my bat, backup right now is going to be Matt Ryan. And I don't want to rely on Matt Ryan. So I was trying to get Taylor Heineke from him. And earlier we were talking about Gabe, Dave, trading for someone and that kind of fell through. So I was just like, Hey, let me give you Zay Jones. He's a really solid wide receiver. Uh, just give me Heineke. You know, you get a wide receiver who scores 10 points a game. Uh, and then I just get, you know, basically your third string quarterback. And he gave me this counter offer. That's fascinating. That I was like, I, there's no way I can and decline this. This is an offer. I can't refuse And Even though my team's been rolling, I love my teams. We've been scoring 150, basically 130 the past two weeks. Uh, let's get right into this trade. So the trade is uh, between me and Ryan. Ryan is giving me Nick Chubb, Taylor Heineke, and George Kittle. And I will be giving Gabe Dave and Donovan Peoples-Jones. It's a weird trade when you think about it. But like, really what it comes down to is Ryan feels like he needs wide receivers. And Gabe Dave is a solidified, in my opinion, fantasy wide receiver number two, maybe fringe number one. He's been absolutely fantastic. He has the potential to score 30 um, on his best weeks, 30 points a game. But he has those good 20-point, 15-point games. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'm going to just quickly scroll down on my team to just show off. He's been actually incredible. He had a, a rough start. They were trying to figure it out. But 14 points, 12 points, 11 points, 11 points just been really consistent and what ryan is doing is he's like i if i'm going to win this league i know i have josh allen i trust a lot of my team i trust my backup running back i need wide receivers and you're getting with gabe dave and donovan people jones two wide receivers you can really trust and i'm fine with giving up george kittle who hasn't produced that much and has been very inconsistent for me taylor heineke who's my third quarterback who i'm never even starting and Chubb is obviously the, the headline of this piece, but uh, he has Kenyon Drake, which I think he has been really good, and he's just confident in Kenyon Drake. And I guess what it really is, is like he lost this week, and we'll get into this with our guest. He lost to our guest this week because his wide receivers just were not scoring enough. So he wants to fix that problem. I will have to drop Hines, but I don't really care about that. He, he's just been, He was an insurance pickup to see if he went crazy with the Bulls. He did not. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see. I feel really confident. There's no way you're saying, oh, I'll give up Nick Chubb and I'm going to decline that trade when I'm giving up. I still have my top wide receiver, Jefferson. I still have Joe Mixon and I have Barkley. And now I get to add Nick Chubb onto that. I feel really good about that. I actually really like Heineke as a starter, and I'm glad I was able to get him. Um, I'm really excited to start him this week. Uh, Overall, this is a trade that I think might work for both sides. It'll be interesting to see which side it works for better but we're at the point where you can't lose a game you cannot lose a game and if you think your wide receivers are going to lose you games then you have to change that and that's where ryan did and maybe it was a drastic move but ryan lost his last two weeks because of that so who knows um and i'm no i can't afford to lose a game being five and five any loss might put me out of the playoff race 
So I need to make some big moves. And this is a big move, a huge trade. We only had one trade so far this season, but what a trade to start it off. Fascinating. I'm really excited to hear your guys' thoughts on the trade. So feel free to put in the comments what you guys think of the trade. But let's get right down to our daily fantasy recap. And let's start with Dagan versus Justin. This loss, it's a close game, 116 to 107. But this loss kind of firmly puts Dagan in playoff position, but also puts Justin out of playoff position. Now Justin's just playing upset alert. Um, and, you know, uh, starting braid was tough, only getting two points. Lazard had an um, below-average game, and Dalton has just been hit or miss for the most part, and this was one of those missed games. And you just look at Dagan's team. Dagan's team even though, is very scary right now. In the 33-point win, Cousin only scored 15 points. You know he can score more than that. The running backs are a bit concerning for Dagan, but um, you know maybe A.J. Dilling is going now that the Packers are starting to get going. But that's really the concern with Dagan's team is those running backs are kind of very unclear if you can trust them right now. But you have Stefan Diggs and you have Travis Kelsey and you have DK Metcalf. When you have those three, plus a consistent quarterback with Kurt and the Broncos defense, even though only scoring four points here, has been really, really good and has been one of the best defenses in the league. Dagan's a very dangerous team and a scary team. And it'll be interesting to see it also with Amari Cooper when Deshaun Watson gets back. I don't know. It's a fascinating, fascinating team. Funny enough, the one week um, Dagan doesn't start Paris Campbell, I've been uh, like, I've come on the show and be like, I'm weird choice to start Paris Campbell. And the one week he benches him, he goes 20 points. I'll take fault in that. Dagan, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry about that. I will never understand the Colts. I will never be right about the Colts this season. That is what I've learned. Every time I think the Colts are going to do good, they do bad. And every time they do, I think they're going to do bad, they do good. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm just going to kind of like throw my hands up in the air and be like, the Colts, the Colts, baby, the Colts. I mean, the Colts are kind of in playoff position, maybe. I don't know. I, you know, they're like in the outside, outside looking in. Going on to the next game, Chris Ingles suffers another loss um, to this time Twisted T. Higgins. Twisted T. Higgins now five and five. Can't afford another loss, but this is a dangerous team. This is actually a low scoring for them, only scoring 103. Had some uh, rough with their offensive player, only scoring five points. Joe Burrow was on the bye. T. Higgins was on the bye. That was a huge reason why. But even 107 is a good number. Singletary and, and ETN, those are like underratedly good running backs for fantasy, in my opinion. Um, DJ Moore and Deontay Johnson has been a bit inconsistent. But this team's so extremely boomer bust at points with these players. But it doesn't matter because you have Mahomes and you have Burrow. And this is a team I think can absolutely make a run into the playoffs. Right now, um, Chris is just, just trying to pull upset alert on anyone. Raheem Mostert, I was wrong about this on draft day. I didn't think Raheem Mostert was a good pickup, but that was a great pickup by uh, Chris. And Debo and Juju both underperforming. I don't know. It's just it's it's tough. Uh, it's tough to pull yourself out of this hole when you're on a big losing streak. And right now, Chris is just on a big losing streak, and it kind of stinks, and I get that. One of the more surprising, in my opinion, games is uh, Rob Snark um, getting the win against Too Hard, Too Throbbing, Turn Your Head and Goff, 120 to 110. Another close game. A lot of close games this week. I don't know. You you look at a Snark's team, I think him being able to pick up uh, Christian Kirk off waivers is disgusting. Um, I, if we scroll down, yeah, you see um, Twisted T against Drop Tim. I would tried to get Christian Kirk. Snark got him from me. Uh, being able to pick up a Kirk from waivers is he's the seventh best wide receiver right now, averaging 16 points. It's just brutal to have a playoff team like Snark just get Kirk. Hurts again, and Cook had a fantastic game against Buffalo. You might even see them run more now that you know he was one of the main reasons they won that game. Uh, but you still have some weird performances with Hunt only scoring three points, Pitts only scoring five. Pitts maybe arguably maybe the most disappointing player in fantasy right now. Having the star P.J. Walker is kind of like tough as your second quarterback right now, but you still were able to score 120 despite that. I don't know. Snark team's, Snark's team is very interesting, and um, I don't know. Right now he's he's in the playoff position. He's 6-4. and four. He's where you want to be, and he was able to take down a 6-3 and three player with two R2 throbbing which is a huge loss for um, Greg. 
Greg was talking about how he, he really was worried um, last week and was knows that every single win is crucial and losing this one's tough. And you still get the players that didn't perform. Sanders only getting six points. Um, Noah Fab, Al, Alvin Kamara being below average. The defense just Atlanta defense not being good. That was a surprise. But even then, he scored 110 points. Against more than half the teams, one ten is going to get you the win. If you, if you, but one ten wasn't enough against Snark this weekend. It's just unlucky, and we're really seeing now. Um, and we're going to get to this when we get to the standings. It's such a close race. It's such a close race. I didn't expect to be in it in five and five, but there's a couple five and five players in it. Sit down. There's a bunch more six and four players. Only two seven and three players. It really feels like it's anyone's game, and who knows who's going to be in the final four to end the season. And speaking of dangerous five and five players, Brodney getting the win against Caleb, moving on to five and five. This loss probably takes Caleb out of it, sadly. Scoring 128 is a tough way to maybe end your season. But you look at both these teams McCaffrey scoring 17. Justin Fields has been in fantastic, fantastic fantasy quarterback, scoring 40 points this week. And he was the he was the reason Brodney was able to pull out this win, despite AJ Brown having a very disappointing week. Gasecki being so hit or miss, either scoring like 20 points or five points. Um, but you the rest of his team, 12, 14, 20, 15, 12, 17. And it's just all you need is that 40 point um gash. And then you look at a Caleb's team, it's definitely like his second running back spot is a bit tough with Chuba Hubbard. Um, and even and uh, Stafford didn't play. He didn't change his lineup close enough. Maybe he was able to pick up a quarterback, Colt McCoy. He would have been able to pull out this win. But um, just brutal. Uh, brutal way to lose that with 128. And now you're 4-6 and six and you probably won't make the playoffs. But what that also means is Caleb's a dangerous 4-6 and six team. He's not someone you just circle and you're like, I'm going to get a win. I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls some upsets and he brings some of the playoff teams down and almost maybe takes someone else out of the playoffs. And with Brodney's team, he's five and five, but he is maybe one of the most dangerous teams in the league because he's might be the Brodney's team might be the lead scorer of points just in total points every single week. He's constantly scoring in the one forties. It's amazing. He lost five times given how, consistently explosive his team is and there's so many players i like on this team and even his bench you know benching iuke uh, not a lot of people can afford to bench a player like iuke um but it's i don't know we'll see if Bronny is going to be able to go from five and five into the playoffs there's a couple of five and five teams i think me Bronny, and um twisted t higgins where we're all looking at this and we're all like I think if we win out, we can make it, but we're got yeah, a tough schedule. It's just, we know me, Brodney, and uh, Twisted T Higgins, Aaron Lancaster, we all know we have the talent to make the playoffs, but we need some breaks and we have no room for error because we have hit the five loss point. And then the last game, I think this is um, the highest score, LaMarvel Studios with 146 points against Ferris's 125. Again, this probably takes Ferris out of the playoff positioning, but being seven and three is just such a huge advantage. And the Marvel Studios, um, Antonio Anthony Henderson, is just in such a great position. Cole Komet has been a fantastic tight end in the last couple of weeks, just been putting up crazy stat lines. Kenneth Walker has been fantastic. Tua has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Rogers having his first good game in a while. McLaurin scoring 20, um, Washington really performing for the Marvels um, with, with Gibson scoring 14, McLaurin scoring 20, Olave having a weird off game with seven points, and he didn't even start his – his defense was on the bye, and he didn't even change that. He didn't put the Rams in. That would have been even more points. He would have broke 150. And with Ferris, like Ferris's team is still good. He was able to score 125 despite, you know, only quarterback Jared Goff underperforming. David Montgomery underperforming. Um, but you look at the rest of his team. Devontae Adams has gotten hot, 27 points. Uh, Deontay Foreman has been a great um, ever since McCaffrey left. He's been really performing there. Julio Jones was able to really perform in the win against Seattle, which was uh, surprising to see because he's been injured for most of the season. Um, and then also uh, the New Orleans tight end also performing. 
uh, Najee Harris um, getting around 10 points, which even even 10 points for him is like maybe a bit underperforming given his caliber of player. But I don't know. Ferris has had to uh, deal with some injuries, some unfortunate like moves, um, but he's been able to put up a fight almost all his games. And, and this four and six might be too hard to come back from, but it's been a hell of a season. And I wouldn't be surprised if Ferris is able to upset some people moving forward. But I, I just want to get to my guests. I'm very excited to talk about this game. So now the, the, the second seven and three team in the league, Columbia, a Columbia lunch break hot take crew. Jose, Jose, how are you doing? Uh, you're muted, by the way. Sorry about that. Hey, thanks no for having me on, Josh. No problem. I'm happy to have you on. How are you feeling getting a close win against another 6-3 and three player? You're moving on to 7-3. and three. How are you feeling after this win? feel good, man. Like, I, I found a way to get it done. I got some some injuries on my team that, you know, I had, had to do some some shifting around, waiting for, you know, people to get healthy. Um, took another uh, loss, uh, uh, well, injury loss uh, with Dallas Goddard last night. I didn't like that play at all. Oh yeah, uh, but so you know, look, your boy gonna be in the market for a tight end here pretty soon. But no, nah, I feel good. Look, I take wins however, however I can get them because look, it, as you pointed out, it, it's very competitive around the league, and um, you know we're getting to a point where every win counts. So you know, it, this is one of the lower scoring uh, games of the week. But hey, I'll take it. Absolutely. And I mean, it's not only was this a great win, not only because you were going against another six and three player, but this was your um, Lamar bye week game. Yes. And also JK bye week game, basically. So um, he's hurt too. What was that? JK's hurt as well. Oh, he's hurt as well. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, you've had some injuries. Uh, Two players on IR is always tough to see, although it looks like Traylon Burks is back, which is nice to see. Um, how are you feeling about your depth overall? Do you think you have the depth to survive and make it to the playoffs despite the injuries thrown your way? Yeah. So usually when I do these drafts, I, I, I keep that in mind of trying to make sure I have a deep enough team for the bye weeks, for injuries, things like that, because I don't make too many trades during the season. And I don't like hitting waiver wire too much, and this is absolutely necessary. Um, but, yeah, of course, injuries are always going to force that. But, yeah, I, I try to draft with that in mind. So. No, I feel good about it. And like you said, like handling the bye weeks when your star players are out, that's what's key. Um, what what I did have to do, I had to play Jimmy G this week. When I started the draft, I had it was Trey Lance. I had Lamar and Trey Lance because we could start two quarterbacks. I figured, man, let me get guys that can pass and run. That's like, you know, absolutely double points. But then, of course, Trey Lance got hurt. So I had to scramble to get Jimmy G on the roster. Um, and look, he ain't the best out there, but, you know. Like, you know, I think he averages about 15 points a game. That's almost the same as Mike Evans. So that that offensive player position, it's not always going to be Jimmy G there. It might be Mike Evans. It depends. It depends on the matchup. Depends on how I feel that day. Absolutely. I think you look at your team and like the strength is obviously having Evans and Hopkins. It's just huge. And uh, did, um, correct, did you draft Hopkins and you just waited it out? I or did. Was the other way? Yeah. Yeah. I waited. I waited. Hopkins is Hopkins. Right, I don't. I don't care if I had to wait eight weeks for him. Like he, when he comes back, I know what he's gonna do. So that's one of those, you know. Me get later in the season, and you need you need ballers like that. You know that that move pays off. Absolutely, and um, even though like I still like your running backs a lot. Um, you know, I think Henry had an off week this week, but overall mm-hmm. he's had a really good season. He was playing against the Denver defense. Yeah, but um, Robinson Jr. Um, like maybe I would argue he, he like I know Gino's in the running for comeback player of the year, but just for the fact that this guy was shot earlier in the year and he's now playing good football. It's one of the best stories right now in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and also Cordell Patterson, was this his first or second week back from injury? I think it's second, second week, second week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Brian Washington was another one I stashed away. I, I drafted him and said, all right, let me, let me put him in IR. Cause he had, he had won the job before he got shot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. They said it's not going to be he's not going to be out for the season. So I was like, okay, at some point he's going to come back and and take that position. So let me let me stash him away as well. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, right now you're seven and three. Do you think that's a, uh, every game is obviously crucial? But we only have four weeks left in the season. Do you think that's enough of a cushion 
to be like, you can imagine, maybe you're not guaranteed, but can you imagine yourself in the playoffs right now um, being like, okay, I feel like I'm going to make the playoffs. I feel very comfortable in that. Or are you still nervous? Oh, I'm still nervous. I mean, look, uh, Dagan is is right behind me. Uh, turn your head and golf. Who's that? Uh, that's uh, uh, Rob. He, you know, he's Rob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, you know, they're, they're one game behind, right? You know, yeah. you're two games behind. My brother's two games behind. Like, it's way too tight <laughs> for me to be comfortable. Right. I, I've been playing this. I've been playing fantasy football for decades now. So. Um, I, I know anything can happen at this point, especially with B. I played in a lot of leagues with B. B can start out slow, but once he gets into the playoffs, man, things just go just go his way. So absolutely. yes, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm keeping my head on a swivel. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to just quickly turn our attention to Ryan's team right now. Ryan um, started off very, very hot early on. Has lost two games in a row. You could mostly attribute that to the Mike Williams injury that really hurt his team because he did not have the wide receiver depth. Mm. compared to other teams so having the start play pool only getting two points which is not ideal joshua palmer um and jarvis landry also like if you just look at that wide receiver lineup it's just really tough right now which is why yeah. i think he made the trade is like he basically said i need better wide receivers if i don't have better wide receivers i can't have my re- wide receivers three of them combine to less points to deandre hopkins um that just that's not winning football. He has trust in his running backs with Jamal Williams. And also uh, talking about Baltimore running backs, Kenyon Drake has been on a tear the last couple of weeks. So like yeah. maybe he's really confident in that continuing. Um, savvy move, by the way, just to switch defenses. Like usually some people go ride or die with their defenses when you have like a defense like the Bills. Very savvy move to be like, they're playing Minnesota. Let me just add the Giants defense who's just as good and get more points that way. Um, but overall, these are um, both you and Ryan were two of the top teams heading into this week, and uh, this was basically a huge win. Um, speaking of huge wins, I'm going to go back to my, going to my game. One for one point away from being the highest scorer of the week, but uh, my team's been on a roll. It's it, it's yeah. been feel really good. Um, I which is why honestly, it might be a mistake to trade trade um, do this big trade right before the playoffs, right before, you know, we've been on a roll. We've been scoring 130 this week, 150 this week. I, I am curious to hear your opinion on this, Jose. You say say you don't um, like to do trades or waiver wires. Why is that? Uh, what's the mindset behind that? Um, if I'm comfortable with my team, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. unless my team is just bad and I had to make some moves, then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wheel and deal. But if I'm comfortable with my team, um, like this year, for for instance, right? I had a lot of people that are either hurt, suspended, whatnot. Um, doesn't matter if I get off to a slow start. I know what I have in those guys, right? If I'm competing or the games are close, I just wait it out um, because that's just it, it's a long season, right? And just how just because a player starts a certain way doesn't mean they're not going to finish. You know, they're going to finish that way. So um, I just like I just like to wait until you know I absolutely need to to, to make a move. I don't panic early on. Um, but some people, you know, that's part of fancy football. You know, that's what makes it fun for them. So I, I get that too. Uh, for the trade that you did, I thought I thought you made out, man. I, I thought you made out because, um, yes, you gave up Gabriel Davis and Donovan People Jones, and you know they've been consistent. But Nick Chubb, man, I mean, he's averaging what like twenty some uh, points per game, uh, pretty consistently. Um, I was a little surprised that he that he threw that into the deal. But hey, man, like I said, you know. Um, He's confident in, in his running backs. He's got some good running backs uh, to make up for it. Absolutely. So it's just a matter of when you, when you do these deals, you got to think about uh, the points, right? Because a lot of times you look at the players and say, oh, man, why'd you give that play? He's so good. Okay, but uh, the points I'm getting back in return, is that more or less, right? So you so you have Gabriel Davis, Donovan Peoples-Jones in lineup. I'm not sure what they're averaging, but, you know, 10 points, 10, 12 points per game. Sounds about right for those guys. Uh, Nick Chubb is averaging more than that. Absolutely. I, I guess the way he's probably thinking about this, you look at Gabe Dave, he's averaging 13, and you look at Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's averaging uh, – it says nine, but that's only because of the – like. I think this yeah. week he might have been – like uh, these two weeks. That's right. Just hard and, like, so like it's probably around 10. So it's uh, this is 23 points of averaging. You go to Ryan's team, Nick Chubb is averaging 20 points a game, like you said, 19 points. Uh, but if you look at the other players he's giving up, um, 
first off, he's giving up Heineke, which it doesn't matter how many points he's averaging because um, he's not starting him. Right. Um, so that is um, a reason for that. And then you look at Kittle. Kittle's averaging 10, which I was surprised he put Kittle in the deal. But, like, I think he wants – my guess behind that is he wanted to make sure I accepted the deal, and he thinks he, Hayden Hurst is better, which, honestly, like, Kittle's the bigger name, but Kitter, Kittle is a better real-life player. When it comes to fantasy, he's right. – uh, because all the blocking he's doing, you're not getting points for that. Yeah. Um, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ryan was just frustrated with Kittle and was like, I think he's overrated. I think this will sweeten the deal. And he knew I was hurting for tight end because um, Njoku's been injured for a while. So, like, it was a, definitely a deal I couldn't refuse. And I look at my team and I'm like, listen, all I got to do now is um, I'm fine with having Heineke and Lawrence as my starters um, and then putting Nick Chubb there. I think Samuel, even though he got only six points this week, has been a really, really solid wide receiver too. Yeah. Um, what's that's been the strength of my team, my wide receivers. I went all in on wide receivers in the draft, and that's why I was able to trade two of them away and still feel really good. Yeah, I think it's gonna pay off for you. And now you know you got to keep Justin Jefferson, and you got Nick Chubb, so that's that's huge. And you know, look, it's not a bad move for for Ryan either, right? Because he mm-hmm. has strong running back. So again, it's just it's just a math thing, right? So how much of a drop off are you getting when you go from starting Nick Chubb to Jamal Williams? I forget his other running back, but I think it was another uh, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Okay. Um, you know, look when when Dobbins and Gus Edwards are healthy, you know that that will be a significant drop off. But when are they going to be healthy? That's that's the thing. Absolutely. Right? So um, for now, um, it's not that big of a drop off in points for the running back position, but what he gains in a wide receiver position is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. It goes from like um, probably like averaging eight points to like thirteen, averaging like um, again one of his wide receivers got two points, another one got like six. Right. Now you're feeling like you're pretty confident that one might get 12 and the other might get around 20 because Gabe, Dave can always explode. Gabe, Dave has the potential to sometimes get 40, which is, uh, you know, not a lot of receivers have that potential because he's such a big play receiver. But what I'm just excited about is now I don't have to worry about running back ever again. I don't, ha- I, I started Henderson. He did well. I don't trust Henderson at all. Now I basically, my running backs are Barkley, Mixon and Chubb. They're done. I don't, ha- I think, all, all of them had their bye weeks, I think. Maybe Chubb haven't, but I know Barkley and Mixon have. So right. I, for the rest of the way, those are my running backs. It's done. I don't need to worry about that. Um, now I also have a – Lawrence has been my quarterback, and he's been very hit or miss. He's been part of the reason why I've lost my games. But he's yeah. got a bye week next week. And now I have a quarterback, at least Heineke, where I'm like, I think he can score at least average amount of points. Yeah. And that is very huge for me because I cannot afford to lose another game. Absolutely. So let me ask you, like, do you think he's going to hold on to that starting job? Because I know Carson Wentz is, is due to come back here soon. Um, here's my um, – this is completely honest. I'm, I'm, I, I know this sounds crazy, but this was completely honest. I was talking to my friend when they first made the move for Wentz. My first reaction was like, are we sure he's better than Heineke? And if you look at what? Heineke, he's been winning. Like he just got a huge win against the Eagles. I think they've won either three in a row or they've been like three and one or something. They're five and five right now. They're in the playoff hunt in a weird NFC. Like there's a chance that like he loses a couple games in a row and then Wentz comes back. But you have to at least think that even if Wentz is healthy, how are you going to bench the quarterback that led you the victory and like that led you all the way there? I don't. So that's one thing. If in the good news is if he gets benched, I have Trevor Lawrence, and I'm going to try and pick up Matt Ryan. If I don't get him, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, or I'm – whatever. I'm like, Matt Ryan has been the most infuriating player in fantasy for me this – because I originally had him. I had him, and I was, trust, I was so com- – I don't know why. I was so confident in Matt Ryan. I was like, this is the year. He's going to have a, a phenomenal year. Right. And I still think he was good last year in Atlanta. I still think he was good. I, I, I don't think uh, he – I didn't re- – you know, sometimes quarterbacks drop off fast when they get up there in age. And that is what I think happened this year. He, I still will, to my deathbed, will say he was good last year. He was good, and I expected him to be on a better team, better coaching. Um, I, didn't, I didn't expect him to be coached by Jeff Saturday, but that was uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. 
I don't know. I feel like quarterback, my team is so loaded when it comes to running backs and wide receivers that like if I'm if I have a below average quarterback, it's not the end of the world. And um, I actually think Heineken can put average numbers, which is what I need him to do. And I I feel pretty decent about that. So I feel overall, I don't know. This is I I guess most people when they tune tuned in this episode did not expect me to have like a five minute rant about Taylor Heineke and his viability. <laughs> and, but I I I feel good about him. I do feel really good about him. Um, I also want to quickly talk about Adelia's team. Um, had a very very good start to the season but has been on a bit of a losing streak had a very rough kyler murray injury last minute mac was on the mm. bye so both quarterbacks were gone so had start john wolfel wolford I, I don't even know how to say his name but um yeah and because of that cup had a terrible game they lost to arizona um connor had a I mean, good he's game. hurt now too yeah cup. oh did, yeah. did he get injured throughout the game that makes sense yeah okay got it got it so yeah, well, right now, Adelia's season looks like it's over. Out of all the four and six teams, she's probably the the one that's most likely can't make a run run just because of circumstance. Yeah, which which you know is not ideal, but um, uh, she was one of the scarier teams early on, and this just shows somehow a uh, fantasy switches. And like you said, it's a long, long season. Uh, so many things change throughout the season, and um, one of the scariest teams now is out of the playoffs and. Uh, some of the teams that maybe had a rough start is now turning on and trying to make their last playoff pull push. But see, her, her team's a perfect example, right? Like mm-hmm. she's at a point now where she has to decide, can I still make it? Right. And if, mm-hmm. if she feels like she, she can make a couple moves, then she has to start hitting people up and saying, all right, look, you know, I need, a, I need to get a quarterback or, you know, or, or, you know, I need I need another wide receiver since Cooper Cup is down. Like, see, you know, try try to pull off some trade to get you a little boost somewhere, and hope that these guys can turn it around. I'm not sure how long Cooper Cup's going to be out for. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a uh, major. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray, you know, I, I think he's going to play next week, but if not, he'll definitely play the week after that. So she could look at it and say, "Hey, look, I have the, the talents here. They, you know, there's been some injuries. They've been a little, you know, hit or miss. But if I can make one one big move." I could get back in it and it's possible. Absolutely. And uh, I, I guess there's no really, even if you don't think you're in it, like there's no downside to trying to do that because at this point um, it's like, there's no, it's not like you're playing for the number one overall pick and it right. would be fascinating to see. I don't know what your opinion on this is like, if you were allowed to trade future draft picks, would, 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 would the Adelio's team might be the team that'd be like, you know what? I kind of, this is in my year. Some things has gone my way. I'm willing to put some some people on the price for like a future draft pick. What are your thoughts about future draft picks in fantasy? I know we don't have that in our league, but um, in general, yeah. So so we uh so on our channel we have a, a dynasty league, mm-hmm. and those get thrown around a lot. Future picks get thrown around a lot. Um, they they're they're um they're they're good bargaining chips. I'll give you that. People love seeing you know first round draft picks. They you know they like stacking up on them. So. If you're looking to uh, either uh, trade for a player, you you want to use picks. Um, that's that's a good thing, a good way to get a player, a quality player. In fact, I just I just traded a third and a future third in a fourth round pick for Brandon Cooks. Oh, right. um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, look, this league, dynasty league. I'm not sure if you ever played dynasty league, but basically, when you the players that you draft are your players. There's no redraft. Those are your players. Yeah, you know, it's just like having a real team. So um, people are always looking towards the future and, and, and how they can build their team. So picks are always uh, they're, they're they're very attractive. Okay. Or you know if you're looking to say if you're saying hey look th- this ain't gonna be the year for me I just want to acquire picks. Yeah, um, it's not a bad idea. But I think what a lot of people get in trouble is they start doing a fire sale, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league, you know it's still gonna be your team next year. So you don't want to get rid of all the talent. So you got to be very careful and look at your team and examine your team and say, okay, moving forward, I'm not going to want this guy. Like, okay, James Conner. I think they'll probably try to upgrade a running back at some point. You know, he's he's good for now. Uh, I could probably get something for him. Then you go ahead and move out James Conner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who else you got on here? Uh, Jerry Judy, you know, he's young. Um, you know, he's talented, but, you know, it hasn't been working out uh, quite like, we expected him to work out as a first round pick. Maybe, you know, 
he, you know, I can entice somebody to to trade for him uh, for, you know, for a first or a second or something like that and uh, get some get some value there. So, you know, just don't just don't fire sell your whole team to understand that, you know, you, you still you know got to compete the following year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now we're just going to go into the general overview, the standings. Right now, if we go to the East Division, well, Marvel Studios is the only seven and three team there. And we have two R2 throbbing and Ryan Christensen with four downs, not three, both six and four. Right now in this division, it's it's interesting to see the difference between the divisions. In this division, we have like three top guns and then four four teams that are on the bottom end who will probably not make the playoffs because it just because three games behind is a lot right now. Um, but you have three really dangerous teams all trying to compete for a playoff spot. Um, out, of, out of these like three teams, Jose, is there anyone you're looking at um, to be like, man, I just don't want to get matched up in, against them in the playoffs? I mean, Hendo is at, is at the top, the Marvel uh, Studios. Mm-hmm. It, oh, it's, it's, it's Antoine, by the way. I already called him Antonio. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's actually pronounced Antoine. Okay. But, just, you just, but everybody calls him Hendo. Okay, Hendo. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's, that's, I, I apologize for that. I'm, I'm not. I'm as some I, people know. I'm not great with names. I'm getting better. Nah, it's, it's Never. fine. It's fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no big deal. Um, yeah. I mean, look, he, he, he's very competitive. <laughs> I can tell you that he's gonna. Be, so I'm looking at that. Uh, but no, nah, I mean, like I said, I, I feel comfortable with my team. So no matter who I get matched up with, um, it really depends on the week. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really depends. Like you can't really just look at the record. You got to kind of look at the team and who they're playing that week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you who I have my eye on. Mr. Justin. Where, which, which team is Justin? Is, is he the is he the so we on your rookie nookies? Oh, ho, 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 Justin, what is going on, my friend? I did not forget the trash talking at the beginning of the year. I think he's on my schedule. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I, it might be this week, either this week or next week. Oh, uh, my friend Justin, I'm coming for you. I'm coming. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, no, no. Um, like I say it, it really depends. Like, okay, like let's pull let's pull up my team. Who who I'm playing this week? Right. Oh, um, you're playing this week. Gotcha. I think you're playing Chris Single. I'll check. Oh uh, yeah, you are playing Chris Single. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I will look at it and say, all right, who. Who is he matched up against? Who am I matched up against? Because we're still kind of going through everybody's bye weeks now. So yeah. who do I have back? Um, you know, who who does he have? He's got Ryan Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. If, if you look at his team right here, uh, what's called his main bye week is he has Tom Brady. Um, so he has to start. Uh, so that helps, right? Yeah. said I think Mostert has been his one of his star players, and having him on the bye is brutal. Now you got to start Cam Akers and Dontrell Hillard. That's a really tough running back pair to go in against one of the best teams in the league right now. Right. So, so, so that's, so that's important, right? So mm-hmm. you always got to look at what, like, who do you, who do they have to start that week? Um, what are the matchups looking like? You know, and, and that, I feel, I feel good about this game. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. having to start uh, Tannehill over Tom Brady, having to start Cam Akers, who's in the outs with the coaching staff over there, you know, so he's not getting the ball that much, you know, uh, Juju's questionable. Uh, yeah. Questionable, you know, Debo is, is is very good, obviously. Uh, and the 49ers playing Arizona, if if uh, Kyler doesn't play, that'd be yeah. good for his defense, you know. Um, but Tyler Higby again, if if uh, Stafford is going to be out for an extended period of time, Tyler Higby doesn't look as dangerous, you know. So, yeah, no, um, I like I like my my chances against this team this week. Absolutely, and uh, we're going through um, the, the matchups this week. I've got a tough matchup against Greg. The reason why, I, just like you said, the reason why I feel a bit more confident is Geno Smith on a bye, Jalen Waddle by Chris Goodwin, Godwin by Noah Fant mm-hmm. by. I mean, you're, you're going to put Herbert in there against Kansas City, which um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a shootout. So that's not always that big of a downgrade. Uh, Daniel Jones against Detroit. Detroit's one of the worst defenses in the league. And Boyd's back, so you put Boyd in there against a tough Pittsburgh defense. Um, and this will be my first week with my new team, basically, now that I have Chubb and uh, Heineke and Kittle. Um, I feel good about this game. I feel um, good, and I feel like, um, you know, it's going to be a tough one. I don't expect an easy win. I think it'll be a brutal battle between me and Greg. 
but I need to win every single game. And my mindset is I'm going to win every single game uh, because if I don't, I'm out basically in my head. So I know, I, I know the stakes. I know what's what I need to do. And I feel really good about my team this week. If you just look at our matchups, Barkley against Detroit, he's going to eat, you know, Barkley against Detroit is going to eat. Um, yeah. What's it called Jefferson against Dallas. Um, you know, they're going to force feed him against that tough Dallas defense. Um, uh, I, uh, Chubb is playing against uh, Buffalo, which is not ideal. But you have Mixon um, against. I think that, that is ideal for their their run defense isn't as great. Like yeah, uh, Dalvin Cook ate him up, and I expect Chubb to eat, eat him up too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Heineke is um, against who is Washington playing? I have Washington players. They Houston, are playing. Houston. Oh, Heineke's yeah. against Houston. There we go. So um, I feel okay. Philly defense is going to eat against Indianapolis, so I'm not worried about that at all. So it'll be a close game between me and Greg, but I I know I have to win, and that's my goal. Is so um, you know can't can't afford to lose at any week, especially yeah. at five and five. Um, the next matchup we have the good friends, better rivals, plug to that show. Um, both four and six. Um, so both kind of out, but this is a rivalry game between Caleb and Ferris. And you know, one of them is going to want bragging rights over the other for that alone. You can maybe consider that the game of the week, but, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think Caleb has a slight advantage. Um, but I do think, uh, I think, I think it can go either way. I think, um, it's not looking good for either one of them, but they're not out, out yet. No. And this is one of these games where, you know, let's see how it goes. And, you know, this this might be this might be the game where the winner decides I still have a chance mm-hmm. and I'm going to, you know, aggressively try to, you know, make my team better or, you know, really, really try to attack these last few games. So this is a big game for both of them. I think this Absolutely. is this, yeah a, a retirement match, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> for the season, at least for the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then going to the next game, we were talking about how um, how a, a lot of breaks have not gone Adelia's way. And Brodney has just been on fire lately. I think Brodney's going to – I wouldn't be surprised if Adelia won this, but I think Brodney's going to clean this one up. Fields has been on fire. McCaffrey's been <laughs> on fire. I mean, just – Brodney, despite being 5-5, five and five, is one of the scariest teams because you know any week he can score 150. Um it's it's amazing. He, he's uh, I think I'll check the standings right now. I think he scored the most amount of points out of everyone. Um, if we go to points for, yeah, Brodney is in first place with points wow. scored, with one thousand thirty three points. Dagan's in second, and I'm in third. See, uh, there you go. Yeah. So you know, uh, but uh, uh, what, that's only the tiebreaker. The main thing is record. Um, going down to maybe the, I think this is the match game of the week. We'll see if the trade works out for Ryan because he's got uh, Rob Snark, both six and four. This is might be a, I, I don't want to say obviously if they lose, they're not out, but this is a big game for both these teams and they both need a victory at this moment because they um, Snark has been Snark has the uh, Rob has the worst tiebreakers in the league by far. Like if we go back to that standings, I'm pretty sure um, Snark is either dead last or close. Like he's all the way down here. So if it goes down to a yeah. tiebreaker, he's not getting in. He needs to be a game ahead of everyone in order to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with Ryan, you know, you just made a big move. Um, you want to see it work out. You want to see after making that move, seeing it work out, being the reason you get that win. Um, big game for both of these because if Ryan loses this game, he's lost the last three games. He's now six and five. It's just going to be a rough head road, road ahead for him if he loses this. So it's rough. I don't know. So, you know, we've talked about your game. Twisted T Higgins versus Justin. Um, I I really hope Justin is able to take out another five and five player. Just, you know, (laughs) take out the competition for us, please. You know, uh, there's already too many. We have so, we have so many teams. We have uh, 12 teams in the league, but now eight of them are in the playoff hunt, which is, you know, more than you would expect in the final four weeks. So like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Justin, if you could, you could do us all a favor and just get this upset win and be able to at least eliminate one more person possibly from the playoff race. That would be great. Um, and then the last game, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this one. Dagan versus um Hendo. 
seven and three versus six and four. I mean, this is a huge game for both these players. And um, they, you looked at the scoring. Dagan's um, is only is is second place in in total scoring in the league. Um, mm. So he's been scoring a huge amount. He has a great team, and with Hendo. Like, I think Hendo has a good team, but, like, you look at who his projected leaders are. Jonathan Taylor has had a weird season, and he's going up against the Eagles' defense. I'm yeah. not totally sold on Aaron Rodgers being the um, – I mean, if you look at his team in general, I think two is on the bye, and that's – That hurts, two, yeah. Not only two on the bye, Kenneth Walker on the bye against one of your toughest matchups in the league right now. So – yeah, that's that's gonna hurt him. Um, Aaron Rodgers had a, a hot week, but he he has not been playing great. Jonathan Taylor's been hurt, you know. Um, yeah, Antonio Gibson with 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 Brian Robinson there. Um, I mean, they still use Antonio Gibson. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, Scary Terry is good, and Olave is good. Uh, but Kenneth Walker has has been on fire. Tua's been on fire. Uh, one thing that helps him out is Mark Andrews. Looks like he is going to play. Absolutely, um, and it's just there aren't uh, many weapons in Baltimore. So he'll get his fair share of targets. It's possible for him to have a, a, a really good day there. Um, James Robinson. Yeah, like, not a bad know. spot, you know, like yeah. um, it, New England defense. That's like, that's, uh, that's been a really underrated defense. And I wouldn't be, um, it's not like an easy defense. You look at like uh, opponent rank, their second bet there. They're, they really stop running backs. Yeah. So it's not super ideal. Um, you might even like see a Slayton start just because you're like going up against a really easy defense against Detroit, and yeah. Slayton had a great, great game last week. Um, I, I think the Ravens playing the the Panthers. Uh, there's opportunities for a lot of points there for his defense. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and then we, if we look at Dagan's team, we're just going through because this is maybe one of the most uh, crucial games for the playoffs. Um, Metcalf on the bye really hurts. Um, Right now, if Dagan loses his game, it's because of his running backs. Tyler Algier and Jarek McKinnon, they're, they're good, and they're going mm. up against decent defenses um, for running backs to thrive in. But you just look at the rest of his uh, – and also Paris Campbell is – I'm telling you when, you, when you put Paris Campbell on the bench, he's going to score 30. When you start <laughs> him, he's going to score two. So now that Dagan's yeah. starting him, he's going to score two points. I can just tell you right now. But uh, – <laughs> But I don't yeah, um, yeah, man, uh, his running back situation. Like the thing about Jared McKinnon is, he could have twenty points or he could have zero. Like Kansas City, you know, sometimes is they're just like we're not running the ball, All right? Yeah, that's that's very optional over there in Kansas City. Um, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't Tyler. Know. Yeah, I mean in Chicago, that you know, this this still even without Roquan Smith, there's still a, 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 a good defense, a game defense. So the the points for the running backs might be hard to come by. Travis Kelsey is money. Amari Cooper, he's good, you know, but he's playing a tough Buffalo defense. Uh, so who knows? But he does have Stephon Diggs. Um, who who's does he, who else does he have on defense? The Patriots against the Jets. <sighs> it's not that's not a bad matchup. No. Also, like the thing that you don't always consider when it comes to fantasy and in real life that we got to consider more. Patriots are coming off a bye week. So yeah. giving Bel- Belichick two weeks to plan for the Jets, um, I think yeah. is ideal. I think the Jets might also be coming off a bye week. Um, I just don't remember them playing last week. I think, but um, maybe they're not. Um, it's interesting. He's benching the Broncos defense with with um, the, the Raiders. Raiders. I think that's correct. But the Raiders have been so weird that like it's kind of I don't they've know, been awful. They've been so bad. But um, I don't know. Um, so we look at um, obviously th- this is. I would start Darnell Mooney. I-, I would definitely put Darnell oh, Mooney yeah. in there. I, I yeah. completely get that. Um, I think especially against Atlanta, who has the worst defense against wide receivers. And Dagan, if you're watching this, free advice. Um, which, but you will also have us to blame rather than yourself if you start Mooney and then Campbell goes off, which is I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but you know it's going to be fast. or or take out Pickett. I mean, Kenny Pickett hasn't been lighting it on fire either. You know, that's fair. Uh, going up against the Cincinnati defense that I think is not a great matchup for him. Yeah. Um, especially since Cincinnati um, had that embarrassing loss against Pittsburgh. You know that the, uh, just they want to redeem that loss in that way. Um, yeah. Going to have a little bit extra motivation in that sense, but it's going to be fascinating to see. 
really close league. Every game matters, and I'm re- got you know we got our first trade of the season. So um, Jose, th- thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything? Hey, thanks for having me. On. Absolutely. Is there anything you like to plug um, um, before we go off? Yeah, sure. Look, you know, I'm, I'm one half of uh, the Lunch Break Hot Take. Uh, we do a live show every Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. And we follow that up with the overtime show directly after that. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at LBHT Show. Also, we have a boxing channel for you boxing fans out there, Ring Kings Podcast. We put out a podcast every Monday at noon uh wherever you listen to podcasts and on youtube same thing with lunch break hot take we are also a podcast as well um but every monday at noon is where you can find us and uh twitter instagram and tiktok at ring kings pod absolutely and i've also got something to plug this is the last to my knowledge this is the last video that will be going on our main channel of this series we are moving every single sports video including the series to the new um, highlights LGR channel. So go subscribe to that. There'll be a link in the description below. Um, We are so excited to launch that channel and to like separate our sports and movie content in, in that sense. I'm excited to go on to new channel. And this is such a historic episode for it being the last one. I think it's a pretty good one to be the last one, given the historic trade, given we have such a great guest. Um, And you know, we went a bit long, but there was a lot to talk about. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and I, you know, I'm excited to see how this trade goes. For better or for worse, it's entertaining. And the thing, um, I completely get your point of view, Jose, about staying put. I'm always too afraid of complacency to a fault. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I, 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 I don't want to be complacent ever. And that's always been my mindset. It's like if you, do, even if you're the best team, like Buffalo, um, in the real, when it comes to real sports, if you're Buffalo, if you're Kansas City, and you think you're that good and you think you're great enough to win the Super Bowl, why not make an extra move to, to do it? Why not just sure. continue to get better because all the other teams are continuing to get better? So I'm excited to see how that trade works out. I'm going to talk to you all all about it next week. We'll see if I'm able to overcome Too Hard, Too Throbbing, one of the most dangerous and fun teams to play against, um, but definitely the best name in the league. Um, so I'm And guess what? You'll all get to see that on the new channel. So please go subscribe to the new channel. There'll be a description uh, link in the description below. I'm so excited about everything LGR is doing. As always, like, comment, subscribe. If you want to join this league next year, join our Patreon. Uh, We got a lot of great perks for our patrons, and I'm really excited to be a part of this channel, a part of this network, and everything we're doing. So again, Jose, thank you so much for um, coming on, and uh, we'll see you all next week.